You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to another Thursday edition as they're all Thursday editions of Huddle Up, a football podcast. My name's Tony. Today, I'm joined by Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Huddle. Um, we were off again last week. A lot was going on again. It's been the craziest year, really, ever. And Daniel and I had sat down to record, or we hadn't quite got all the way there, but I just neither of us just felt like, I just felt like we I wasn't in the mood to talk. There was so much going on in the world with the murder of George Floyd and protests and then riots. Uh, I just kind of wanted to be quiet for a day. And I don't know that maybe that had nothing to do with it for you, Daniel. Uh, I'm still not ready to go there, but I'm going to want to talk about that at some point. I'm sure that's going to come up, but for now I want to go ahead and move forward with football. And I'm going to think more about that before I open my mouth and, and, you know, record it. I just, I just want to have more time to think about everything that's gone on and, and decide whether or not I should even have an opinion here. This is a football podcast, but it's just something that I've been spending a lot of time thinking about. And that's where we were last week. This week, Corey has been newly wed to Allison. I don't know if I'm allowed to say her first name on the podcast, but I did it anyway. Um, So Corey's married, and him and Allison, they're out having, you know, married, a couple day after married things, whatever they do after they get married. What do you do after you get married, Daniel? Um, are you looking for honeymoon? Zoe? <laughs> I don't know. I've never been married. Tell me, how did that work? Oh, well, well, I mean, directly after you get married, some couples choose to go on a honeymoon. I see. But, uh, yeah, feels like kind of a vacation the next few days, regardless, even if you're not on a honeymoon. Corey's on honeymoon and Dalvin Cook is officially holding out. And I feel like that's something that we can talk about today. I think I'm ready to talk about that for sure. So Dalvin Cook, um, Adam Schefter reported, I got the wrong notes in front of me here. Adam Schefter reported that a source told him that Minnesota Vikings Pro Bowl running back Dalvin Cook will no longer participate in any team-related activities until he receives what he determines to be a reasonable deal. He's out, that source says. Without a reasonable extension, he will not be showing up for camp or beyond. And now Dalvin Cook joins Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, and Melvin Gordon in star running backs to hold out in order to get an additional contract. Now, two out of these three times, it hasn't worked. So let's, let me ask you this question straight up, Daniel. Do you think that, first of all, whether he should or shouldn't and what that will look like, just the point blank, strip it all down, do you think that Dalvin Cook gets his extension this year before the season starts? such a tough question um kind of like what you're saying there were there were some holdouts before that kind of give us give us some insight on maybe what nfl owners talk about behind the scenes and they've shown kind of what they talk about and the actions that they've taken and you kind of have to be truly elite um in this day and age to to make it happen i mean gosh if i if I'm a betting man and I'm putting money on it, I would say that Dalvin Cook does get re-signed. Um, the only reason I say that is because his asking price has gone down seemingly by the day. 
this was just a couple days ago that he announced his holding out and already from the starting number that we heard, it's down a few million that he would take. Um, so I think that he's going to smarten up and kind of look at what happened before him. I hadn't heard any I, numbers. What, 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 what kind of numbers were you hearing? I never so anticipated he was looking for, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey money. Is that the case? That, that was the exact quote. Um, when it first came out, he used the word reasonable. Yeah, Dalvin reasonable. Cook is going to hold out without reasonable extension. But then, and I don't know if this was leaked, if it was actually his camp that came out and said this, but according to them, reasonable was Christian McCaffrey money. If, if, if you're telling me that that's all he'll take, I'd say absolutely not. A deal does not get done. He comes with a lot more red flags than McCaffrey. But if I think it's down, let's see, he says that he'll take he'll take 13 million 13 million a year now, um, which it one of the I'm glad you said that number. One of the three running backs that we had mentioned that I had mentioned before that held out is making about 13 million dollars a year. Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Le'Veon Bell. After holding out, he went to to the Jets of all places to make less money than he was offered. It's just that's that's not the point. That's not the point. But I was interested in in you saying that number because I do think that's a reasonable number. Twelve and a half million dollars a year, I think, is a pretty reasonable number for a guy like Dalvin Cook. Sure, and you know if he's trying to break the market and get more than McCaffrey, I mean, you would agree with me, right? He's not getting that money. There's no way. What, what's interesting about Dalvin Cook is he's not as good as a pass catcher as Christian McCaffrey. He's not the same bulldozer that uh, Derrick Henry is, but he really is something in between. And he's something that I think is is truly paramount to the way that Minnesota's offense operates. Listen, Alexander Madison exists. Let's not pretend that he's, he's not there. But Alexander Madison, a third-round pick, a young third-round pick, by the way, uh, isn't the same. He doesn't have the same explosiveness. Yes, Dalvin Cook's got some baggage, some questions, but he's, he still showed us last year. Although he did miss two more games, he had over 1,000 yards again. I mean, he still has the, that explosive pop, and, and the team, I do believe, especially with the, with the trading away of Stefan Diggs, I do believe that that team's going to run through Dalvin Cook. There's no doubt in my mind. So I'm excited to, I'm glad to see him do this because he's doing it a year before the rest of the free agents hit. And he's, I think he's going to get a deal. I think you're right. Or I hope that $13 million a year number, that's a reasonable number for, I think for a guy that the team runs through. Yeah, he, he was great last year. Um, Like you said, though, when you're comparing him to kind of the middle mark of Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey, he has one thing that they don't have, and it's an injury history. And that's the thing that scares off owners more than anything in the league is injury history. And, you know, Dalvin Cook, he tore his ACL his rookie year after coming in looking pretty good. He only got to play four weeks. He tore his ACL in his fourth week. And then he came in his second year. You know, and there's some lingering effect. I think you said it in a couple episodes before. The ACL, it's a lingering injury. I've had it myself. It, you're, you're not yourself for at least a calendar year. Um, so he comes in seemingly healthy because he's way ahead of the curve and then has a bad hamstring issue in his second year and misses six, seven games. 
Um, and then he comes back, injures it again. I mean, he comes with a risk. Last year, he had a great, great start to the year and then was injured to end the year and didn't play. I think he barely played in week 15, but then he was injured 16 and 17. He didn't play in either one of those. And those are both division games. Um, so he does come with an injury risk for sure. He does come with an injury risk. And and I think that they can be there's that's where the reasonable part of the extension might come in. Why 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 shouldn't Dalvin Cook ask for a whole bunch of money right now while he still can get it? I mean, we we talked about this before the show. He he doesn't have the luxury of a fifth year option. There there are benefits afforded to a first round player. There, of course, it's not all roses. I mean, it's not perfect, but but there are some benefits there, and the player gets compensated better for that fifth year option. Dalvin Cook doesn't have that that opportunity. So why can't why can't an owner sit down and say, okay, listen, Dalvin, you haven't excuse me, you haven't been on the field regularly. When you're there, we, we love you. We love you, but we, we have to make sure you're going to be there. And when you see guys like Todd Gurley who get paid massive amounts of money and then the team just has to cut it, they just have to eat it because of a, because of a nagging injury like you're talking about here. He's, Dalvin's got some soft tissue stuff that just keeps coming back. Why can't they load two years, a lot of money, and then years three and four, just a little bit, you know, we'll keep you if you want to, we'll restructure some signing bonuses. We'll decide as it goes. Why can't he, they front load that deal so that they can get out cheap when it's done. So what if they go to Dalvin cook, the Vikings and, you know, tell him, Hey, we'll pay you 14 million a year higher than the number that you're willing to take, but only for the first two years. But then after that, uh, for the next year or two, you're going to be making half of that. I don't know that Dalvin's going to take that deal because he's looking at the overall picture. So in theory, but that's not what you, that's that, not how you do it. You give him guaranteed money and a lower salary each year. I mean, right. That's how you make and that he work. He wants guaranteed money. That, that's why he wants. He, well, you know, you give everybody him $30 million holds dollars, out for these contracts. Give him $30 million guaranteed on a four year deal. And he's getting 15 million a year for two years. I mean, that's a bad or 20 million a year for two years. That's a bad example, but I mean, that's a really watered down, really bad example, but that's, that's how the team gets around it is here's the guaranteed money. Now your salary is going to be much lower or I'll give you a higher salary, but I'm not guaranteeing anything. I mean, he's going to figure out where that is. And I think that's where reasonable comes in. I think they want to pay it too. I think that, uh, what's his name? Uh, GM Rick Spielman, Rick Spielman. He said, let me get it pulled up here. We've always, we've always had history in the past of once we got through the draft, a lot of the extensions we've done, our philosophy's always been we're drafting well enough to reward our own players. He goes on to say that Dalvin Cook's a critical part of the offense. And not only is he a great football player, but he's a great human off the field on how he represents our organization out in the community. We'll see where that goes. I'm sure we'll be talking to his representatives down here down the road as we get closer. A lot of our stuff has gotten done before we've headed into training camp. But we'll see how everything progresses. So that's basically, I really feel like he's telling me that they're, they're motivated to get a deal done. They want this done before training camp. They want him in the building, that he's an important part of the team. I'm saying there's got to be a way here, Daniel, that there's got to be a way they're going to figure this out. Yeah, and blind of what Dalvin did for them last year. I mean, I know he's had an injury history, like I mentioned, which which is a red flag. But if you look at his mostly healthy season, which was this past year, I mean, he had 13 touchdowns in his first 13 games. I mean, he was great this year. Um, 
they beat the Saints in the playoffs. So, I mean, they were one win away from going to the NFC Championship. So they, they understand that, you know, if they throw, even though they're in love with Alexander Madison as a backup role, they understand that if they throw Alexander Madison in there and Dalvin Cook is sitting on the sidelines, they're hurting their chance of winning more games. I mean, they know that. They have Mike Boone. Right. Yeah, so they know that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. The, listen, the alternatives are okay. Alexander Madison shows a lot of promise, but it's not the same. It's not the same at all. I think I, I really think that Dalvin Cook's an elite rusher in the league and maybe a little bit underrated because of the injury history. What's interesting is when I stepped back and looked at Minnesota's offense as a whole, 34.7% of their plays were play action last year. I mean, 34.7 is big time, and that's of their passing plays. So that means that the, the offense is, is built around making the defense think that they're giving Dalvin Cook the football. I mean, they're not we, – we, we joked about this, but they're not instilling fear in, in Mike Boone. And, and Alexander Madison is good enough, but he's not the same all-around threat. What was it, 53 receptions or something last year? I don't have the stat in front of me, but – but Dalvin Cook can receive the ball too. When you run play action like that, it tells it tells me that the whole team is just dedicated to the run game. That may change with Stefanski out of town. I don't know if that's gonna gonna change. But when I look at at the rest, we I mentioned that before. When I look at Stefan Diggs is out of town, you've got Adam Thielen there, and but Kyle Rudolph is is he gonna take up? Who gets those receptions? There's so many questions at the receiving game that I really, really, really believe. I'm going back to this. I guess. I'm 100% convinced they're going to find a deal with Dalvin Cook immediately because I don't think that Minnesota has a choice. Is the timing perfect? Do they, does Dalvin Cook have Minnesota handcuffed? Is this a perfect time for him to do this? Yeah. Um, I, I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but if I'm Dalvin Cook and I understand that I am a very good player, but also that I play running back and that I've gotten hurt, I have experienced it. I don't have any job security at all. If I go into the season, say he goes into the season and, you know, doesn't tear an ACL, but like tears a little bit of like meniscus cartilage and is in one of his knees that forces him out eight weeks. I mean, his season is essentially, you know, coated with an injury right there. And that would be three out of the first four years that he's in the league. He's not getting paid at that point. So I think this is the absolute perfect time for Dalvin to do this. It was interesting when Melvin Gordon did it because he still had two years left on his deal. Was that right? He he did it very early. Is that correct? He did it early. I remember that. I can't remember if it was two years if he had that much left, uh, but I, I know he did it early. I think he had two years. With Dalvin Cook only has one. And in the 2021 free agency pool, here's a list. Daniel, help me write this list down. I was going to add one more. What was the one I was, what's, what's the one I should add that I said I wasn't going to add, but now I'm going to add him. Oh, I got it. Okay. Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. Yeah. Derek Henry, All right. Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara. You want to take over? Uh, yeah, no particular order here. Um, Alvin Kamara, uh, of course, you know, Dalvin cook. So doesn't get a deal done. He's a free agent next year. Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, uh, Joe Mixon, uh, Leonard Fournette, Kenyon Drake, uh, Todd Gurley, and just 
you know, to name a few off the back end here, James Conner, Chris Carson, uh, Philip Lindsay, Marlon Mack. I mean, it's deep. I mean, that's a deep, sick, nasty pool. If you're a free agent running back and you're applying for a job, I mean, come on, that's half the league right there can take their pick of, I mean, some of those guys, Philip Lindsay, listen, I don't think Philip Lindsay is going to be eaten into a stud role, but you've got some stud running backs in this pool that you don't want to have to compete against. Next year, if you're throwing a fit and the team doesn't like your attitude and and Derrick Henry or Joe Mixon or Alvin Kamara or Leonard Fournette or Kenyon Drake, and Kenyon Drake's got some age on him, but he's got a lot of tread on the tires. Kenyon Drake goes and shows up this year, and you know what? He's getting a job somewhere. Marlon Mack, we've talked about this before. Marlon Mack is sure to be, surely going to be supplanted by Jonathan Taylor. But Daniel and I have had a conversation privately about how Marlon Mack's like 24, 25 years old and is still, still has plenty of time left in the NFL. He hasn't lost the job. A better guy just came into it. I don't want to be, I, I'm with you, Daniel, that this is the perfect time. If I'm, if I'm Dalvin Cook, it's the perfect time to, to try to renegotiate a deal because I don't want to compete with these guys down the road. Yeah, it, it would be scary if I'm, I mean, if you're Devonta Freeman right now and you actually legitimately did get offered a contract. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about Devonta Freeman. And you turned it down. I mean, how could you do that with staring down this class? Wow. That makes me sad because I was. Yes. Yeah, I'm sad now. I like Devonta Freeman. He's doing it to himself. He legitimately offered him a contract and he turned it down with no other job lined up. He's doing it for he's doing it to himself. So which of these backs, these twenty twenty one free agent backs, which what's the holdout that you see coming outside of Dalvin Cook? Is there another running back that will be a free agent next year that you think could hold out? Obviously, other than Dalvin Cook, basically who's next? Yeah, who's next? Hold out. Yeah. Well, Joe Mixon, he already mentioned that he is planning on holding out, even though he hasn't formally uh, done that. So without cheating, I'm going to skip. Mixing, I, I think he's kind of tentatively already started that, um, that he's kind of in the mix as well. So I, I'm going to skip over Joe Mixon because I think he's kind of already started to do that. Um, I've been scared of this. I, I think it's Alvin Kamara, and not just because he's the best one probably on this list um, overall, um, you know, next to Alvin Cook and Derek Henry, but Alvin Kamara, man, I, I – He's been hurt a couple times. His hasn't been, you know, as extreme as, as Dalvin Cook, but he spent all last year um, with a high ankle sprain injury, which is kind of just a, a lingering injury that, that the players never feel the same until they get a long break. Um, I could see Alvin Kamara holding out. And I think he is watching this Dalvin Cook situation very, very tightly. I, I think if Dalvin gets paid, I think we're going to see Alvin Kamara and maybe a couple others immediately go into the same holdout situation, don't you? Say we wake up tomorrow and Dalvin Cook just signs a new offer and you know he, he gets re-signed. Can you see Alvin Kamara doing the exact same thing? I don't know. I guess it would take... so. In the perfect storm where Drew Brees retires and Jameis Winston is the heir apparent, and we all know very clearly that Alvin Kamara is the focal point of the offense, I guess at, at that point, 
Yeah. Yeah, I could see a holdout there. But that would take a an Andrew Luck type situation, I guess, in order. It would be, yeah, it would be this year. I was assuming you were talking about, like, because the season hasn't started yet. I mean, we still have an off season, technically. I mean, it could be affected by the coronavirus, but going into this off season, I, I just kind of took the question as who's next. Yeah, and I'm reading here in the notes, too, um, just in kind of Alvin Kamara's recent news that he's uh, feeling 100% and looking for big money. So I, I could definitely see him being next. Yeah, He could be next. I could see Fournette finally being done with it, though. I mean, it, it, it's, there's, it's, there's no love in in Jacksonville between Fournette and ownership. I mean, there just really isn't. I, I don't know if Tom Coughlin had anything to do with that. I don't know where that came from. Uh, Fournette doesn't cause off-field issues, does he? Am I missing something? I mean, I, I think it's directly what Tom Coughlin thinks of him. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think he's kind of gotten a bad rap as a troublemaker um, just because I think it was maybe a year ago, two years ago, he showed no interest um, in a couple of the games. They were getting blown out in one game, and he was on the sideline just joking with one of his players. It was just, it was a bad look was it, um, is all it was. But what was it, Dwayne Haskins, who was taking selfies? Yeah, I mean, everybody – yeah, like I said, I think he's just gotten kind of rap. I don't know that he's that, that bad of a guy. Was that Dwayne Haskins? But, yeah, that was okay. Yeah. okay, okay. But I think you're absolutely right. I mean, they have basically told Leonard Fournette, "Yeah, we're we're done. See ya." And you know, they he was involved in so many trade rumors before the draft that didn't end up happening. But I think I read somewhere there was kind of like a comment of, "I guess we'll move forward with Leonard Fournette." And you know, if you're Fournette, you're an injury riddled history running back why wouldn't you sit out and wait for your next team if i was Fournette, i don't know that if i was Fournette on my rookie deal i don't know that i would want to play for jacksonville anymore I, yeah I, exactly I mean, you're not gonna win and you're not gonna, frustrated well, you've got nothing to lose i mean maybe he spent all the money i don't know i don't know i don't know but at yeah, the same I, time I, at the I, same I, time i will say if i was Fournette. And I could be the brightest, shiningest star on one of the worst teams in football. That might not be so bad either. So, so I, I can talk out of both sides of my mouth here. I don't, I don't think that holding out, by the way, is is a winning recipe. History is telling us that when you hold out against the league, that it doesn't win. I mean, Le'Veon Bell lost money. Melvin Gordon is not with the team anymore, and is now competing with multiple other running backs. In a in a pass first offense, uh, I, Zeke. I guess it kind of worked for Zeke, but the joke's on you because ownerships has seen that when you pay Zeke, when you pay Todd Gurley, I mean it doesn't work out. Zeke did not live up to his contract last year. There's no way around it. He played he played plenty of games. Everything was fine, but but he wasn't the Zeke that that Jerry Jones paid for. And I. I think these holdouts are really going to start biting these guys in the butt. I hope they knock it off. I, I get it. I wish that there was a solution. Do you have any ideas at all on a way that they could compensate quarterbacks? I mean, I'm sorry, compensate running backs so that the holdout wasn't necessary. That's so tough. And I, I think the NFL owners and executives are probably chatting in the same room, you know, right now 
figuring out the same question. Uh, Zeke didn't play that bad last year. He didn't play um, that bad, but he didn't p- play for what, what, what was he getting paid? $20 million a year? Yeah, I mean, he got paid $20 million a year, but he, he he rushed for 12 touchdowns, caught two more. I mean, that was an efficient offense last year. Yeah, it was the highest scoring offense in the league last year, and he had 1,200 rushing yards. That's not a surprise to me. That was the whole offense. I mean, come on. Uh, let me look yeah. here. Zeke had yeah, the second, think, second most attempts. Yeah. Fourth most but yards. I, th- I think you're right. I mean, as far as paying running backs big money, we may see it this year with Zeke. He may he may not. Dalvin Cook, know, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry all had more touchdowns than him. They're, they're, I'm not I'm not dogging Zeke. I'm just saying $20 million a year when Dalvin Cook's on a rookie deal. Christian McCaffrey's on a rookie deal. Aaron Jones is on a rookie deal. Derrick Henry's on a rookie deal. They paid Zeke too much money. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. You mean you mean at the time when he signed, Christian McCaffrey was? Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Yes. Now he. Yes. Gotcha. Now Christian McCaffrey's got his deal. Yeah. But. Gotcha. But every one of those players in 2019, they were all playing on their rookie contract. And they all outscored him. I, I'm just saying. I, all I'm saying is that I don't want to get lost on that. That 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 ownership is watching, and when they do pay a player like a Todd Gurley, and it doesn't work out like Zeke, I mean, it's going to keep happening, and at some point they're going to stop doing it. I just, I, but, but what's the answer though? Like, how can they? Why can't running backs get more money early? Yeah, and maybe I don't know that it's more more of a solution. It might be a little more confusing, but maybe it's something that the NFL considers opening up to where running backs get an earlier option to re-sign with the team rather than four years. Because uh, four years on a running back is rough. And that's what these teams sign up for when they draft a running back is four years, but it's not turning into four years anymore. It's it's essentially maybe three, and then the guy's pissed that he doesn't get re-signed. So maybe it's something to where the NFL changes their structure and everyone is on a four-year rookie deal except for running backs. It might benefit the running back and the team um, deciding on whether they want to re-sign them because these studs are going to get re-signed rather than, rather than just letting them walk. If it's, if they know they're losing out on a full year of production automatically, Yeah, you never know. I mean, that, that could be something that is way down the road that could change it. That's a good idea. I like the idea. Yeah, it just kind of came into my head as I was talking. Yeah, it's a really good idea. Yeah, have a reduced uh, reduced contract for running back position. That's a good idea. Yeah, just for running backs. Everything else, every, everybody else is kind of more protected. You know, yeah. the, the wide receivers, you can't touch them. Quarterbacks, you can't touch them. Tight ends are wide receivers uh, now. But running backs, man, they get abused in the NFL. They absolutely, every time they touch the ball, they got – 10, 11 guys ready to rip their head off every time they have it. Yeah. And they've got to go up against these linebackers like Ray Lewis and, you know, Brian Erlacher build. I mean, God, I would, I wouldn't even accept a, a day in the NFL. I would never make it by the way. I would never make <laughs> no. it. <laughs> I couldn't. Anything else? Um, I'm interested I, real quick. I, I think I was going to get your opinion on this list here. I, I was kind of making some notes on maybe who who goes and who stays. 
um, out of this list here, do you have, um, let's take Dalvin Cook out of it. Who do you think who is going to be a free agent in 2021 right now? Let's take out Alvin Kamara as well. List, who is who is your guarantee to re-sign with their team? A guarantee to re-sign with their team. Yeah, who you're who you're thinking right now has to come back. Did you take Joe Mixon out? No. It's Joe Mixon. You think? Yeah, I think it's Joe Mixon. He's gonna get real excited when he sees Joe Burrow. And he, they've got help. They've got help to replace AJ Green. AJ Green's back, by the way. And the offensive line's improved. It's going to be Joe Mixon. It's, it's, I understand why he's disgruntled, but the Bengals are, might be sneaky good. I'm not. I'm not like driving the train. Don't, don't get carried away here. I'm not saying that the Bengals are the next big shit, but they're a huge wild card. And Joe Mixon's great, and AJ Green's great, and Joe Burrow's great, and the defense is not the worst, and the offensive line is healthier. Uh, Joe Mixon might be very happily surprised. Come week three. Yeah. I think from a talent, a talent standpoint, he's, he's up there with anyone really on this list. Um, maybe Alvin Kamara, but um, I mean, he's, he's great all around. He's just been on a bad team. He's been on a bad team. They are a bad team perpetually. So I don't know that I, I don't know that I have these grandiose expectations, but if it all works out the way it's supposed to, I think Joe Mixon wants to stay. Who did you pick? It's tough because the, the sad thing about this is that this list is, is here and I'm going through these names and, you know, in my brain, you know, I'm thinking, gosh, there's a possibility that, you know, seven, eight of these guys aren't even on the same team because they're, because they're a running back. But I have to say, I'm going to go with Kenyon Drake. Um, I don't think that he is going to be asking for the world. I think that all he's been wanting is a chance and he finally got it and he's going to be on what is supposed to be a much better offense this year for the Cardinals. And if he, he doesn't have to do what he did last year because that pace cannot keep up. But if he does a little bit less, but looks very, very impressive, He's a free agent after next year. They're going to try and find a way to keep him on the team. He's still young. He's not going to cost very much, I wouldn't think, unless he thinks that he's worth a lot more than he is, then that could be a possibility that he's gone. But he's also one of the scarier ones on this list just because of his age. And you can go and replace him in the draft. Say Say the Cardinals are up in the draft and they've got a really good running back coming out of college sitting on the board and they take him. I mean, you can't blame them just because they're playing the game. Yeah. And Drake is but, old. You're right. Is he 28? I don't know if he's 28 yet. I thought he was 27, but he's definitely yeah, man, older. Whole, Either way, he's older. And yeah, his whole career, he's just rotted. Was that Gase? Rotted on the, was that the Gase effect? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What do you think? Last one, I was just ha- going to ask you here. He's actually 26 currently, so he's going to be 27 oh my uh, God. during the season. Drake is 26? Yeah. Wow, I was way off. Not, I mean, not way off. It's within a year or so, because he's going to be 27 when the season goes. But um, but I think he has a chance to showcase what he's actually made of with a full, full season um, as a starter. What do you think about Aaron Jones? 
is he going to be a Packer in 2021? It's really hard to say what the Packers are going to do. I don't know. I, I would think that they would draft a young running back. I don't think that I, they just did you, but that that's not, not the same. I mean, come on. They not an early, an early, I mean, he's not a, they didn't draft a feature back. They didn't draft somebody to supplant Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones is still the running back one. I mean, that's, that's not like, I'm not worried about that this year, but let me ask you this, just to counter that. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is a QB one? Yes, absolutely. Did they draft someone to supplant him this year? And that's why I don't know what the Packers are going to do. I have no idea what the Packers are going to do because the Packers just wasted a first round pick on a backup quarterback. Well, you could look at their second round pick, AJ Dillon, and you know, the way you're looking at it is Aaron Jones is very talented still, and he's still young. They may have wasted a second round pick. I don't think that Aaron Jones is going to be a Packer next year. I should say that. That's what I think. Um, you help me get through it because <laughs> what the Packers are good at doing is continuing, continuing the build. They never stop churning. It's always bring the, bring it up to the top, bring it up to the top. And, 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 yeah, when in a year where we thought that a wide receiver was like the answer to getting Aaron Rodgers from the NFC championship game into the Super Bowl, which, by the way, a wide receiver was the answer. I mean, in, in that year, Still is. they yeah. drafted a quarterback. And then in the second round, when they have Aaron Jones, when they have not Damian, what not Damian Williams, Jamal, Jamal Williams, sorry. When they have Jamal Williams, I mean, Jamal Williams isn't some young stud, but come on, he's a good enough guy. And they took a they took a second round pick on a running back. That tells yeah, me. Yeah, I don't think Jamal Williams is making the season. The team's moving. Honest. The team is moving forward. I don't think they're going to move forward with Aaron Jones next year because they're not going to have to. They can take another second round pick or a third round pick on a running back, and they're going to replace Williams. And now they've got some guys with a good offensive line. They're going to they're going to do their thing. They're going to do their culture at some point. Yes, and and, and that's a. I don't know that. I guess we did do a little bit of that at that episode with divorce court and marriage counseling. At some point. Aaron Rodgers is is going to play for another team. I'm fully convinced of this. I think it's going to happen much sooner for Aaron Jones. The answer is no. I don't think that Aaron Jones is going to be a Packer next year. I don't think so either. I think they drafted the poor man's Derrick Henry this year and A.J. Dillon. Um, and he, he's, he's the only player probably in the NFL size-wise that may give uh, Saquon Barkley a run for his money on his quads. <laughs> But yeah, if, if you're if you're a fantasy dynasty owner out there, uh, you could buy AJ Dillon probably pretty cheap right now because Aaron Jones is on the roster. But uh, yeah, he may very well be a workhorse for the Packers starting as soon as next year. There you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.